This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Hey, everybody, it's Seth. We have our first sponsor today, and it's a fantastic gentleman named Alex Hillman, good friend of mine. He released a book earlier this fall called The Tiny MBA, 100 Very Short Lessons About the Long Game of Business. It's all about business and sales and why people buy money and success branding and marketing, professional decision-making, investments, dealing with your clients, and for those who don't know Alex, he started Indie Hall. I think it's one of the first, or if not the first, co-working spaces in Philly, as well as in the nation, if not the world. This book is fantastic. It is 107 pages full of great knowledge. You can get through it in a half an hour, but you're going to want to go back again and again. You can pick this up at socl.bz slash tinymba. That's socl.bz slash tinymba. I can't put it down. You won't be able to either. Check it out. SOCL.BZ slash TinyMBA. Thanks, guys. And thanks, Alex, for sponsoring the show. You're listening to the Digital Marketing Dive Podcast. Welcome to the seventh episode of the Digital Marketing Dive Podcast, Season 2. I have to mention that. We're in Season 2 of the Digital Marketing Dive Podcast. I'm here with Shannon of Diane Business Consulting. And, of course, I'm Seth from Goldstein Media. I should probably mention myself who the heck I am as well. But with we that little inside out and backwards, makes us all special. <laughs> Today, we are going to have a really fun topic. It's talking about how to tell an engaging story to digital marketing. First, sharing your origin story, yes. like how you got into it, and just being authentic online. And that's kind of what we want to talk about. Absolutely. And, Shannon, and Shannon's awesome at this because she really, she's out there. I mean, more ways than one, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Seth. But, that. You're welcome, Shannon. You're, you're welcome, Shannon, for that. No, no but, but what I'm saying is like Shannon goes out there and she talks about her story. She talks about who she is, what she does, what her passion is. And she talks about how she wants to make a difference, and she lives publicly that way. I mean, I'm sure there's a, we'll talk about this a little bit, how there's places to be public, there's places to be private, and sometimes there's places not to be private in your private life. So, right. so right. what do you think, Shen? Should we get started? I think we should. What a great intro, Seth. 
A little backwards and inside out, but yeah, it's fun. You know what? And that's what we're best at. We are best about not being backwards and inside out. That's <laughs> awesome. That's fantastic. So yeah, so so Shen, let's talk about a little about what you do online and how you are telling your origin story and how you share essentially. Sure, absolutely. Well, I have a personal brand and I have a professional brand, right? And mm-hmm. The personal brand came about before Diam was actually even launched. And it was my passion um, has always been empowerment has been, um, you know, I've, I've gone through stuff like all of us have in life. And I realized on the other side of it that it's that strength and that courage and tapping into our passions that make us who we are. And so I started feeding off of that and started doing just some personal videos and that kind of thing, bringing people back to that. Well, Diam was created in the same vein, only it's instead of empowerment in everyday life, it's empowerment for small businesses and giving them the resources and structure they need in order to thrive and to really reach those goals and be who they want to be. And so it's interesting because before I was even using these for a business purpose, I was using them because it fed me, it fed me my passion, right? And and I think when entering into something like this for a business, it's very important to acknowledge from the get-go with any small business owner that we are more than our business. And Absolutely. And it is very important that we take a step back before we go public or in the midst of going public or wherever, at some point, take a step back, make sure that we are passionate about what we're doing because that's the energy that's going to drive us through the dark days. Yeah, people can tell if you're not passionate about what you're doing. I mean, a lot of people do. Let me take a little sidestep here. A lot of people say you don't always have to go for what you're passionate about. You go for what you're good at. Right. And, and you become passionate about it because you're good at it. Right. And maybe maybe that's true to some people, but other people are like Shannon and myself. Yeah. Where it's like, we want to do something we love to do every day and then hopefully turn it into a job. Absolutely. I, I will tell you, if it wasn't for me being passionate um, and thriving off that energy, there's no way I would be doing what I'm doing. There's too many days that are frustrating, scary, don't know how to work it out, don't know what to do, or the feedback isn't there, or the validation isn't there. It's a lonely road at times being an entrepreneur and dealing with those things. And so if it weren't for the passion, I would have given up a long time ago, but it's that passion oh, and keeps me fixed on something further ahead. Oh, you have to. The passion drives you. Right. Lack of a to be a little cliche about it. I mean, I mean, with Goldstein Mia, I'm not as, I guess, regimented or like every day as Shannon is with her videos and stuff like that. I've made a conscious effort to live in public. My wife is, my, my wife is very private. You know, my son, he's out there a little bit because of me. I've put him out there a little bit, which I'm starting to pull that back now that I realize wait, he's eight. And maybe I should make let him decide what his footprint online is going to be. Sure. But for me, I, I just think that it's important to be transparent about the business. I mean, that's one thing. Take it for what it's worth. What you think about Gary Vaynerchuk, he's authentic. He's who he is. 
Right. And I think that's, you know, we talk so much about business changing in the face of COVID, but even before that, things are changing. It it used to be business and professional life and then personal life. And those kind of have been married now. I mean, when you're talking about it was happening beforehand, but once COVID hit and put us all in our house all the time and we're all on Zoom, so we've got kids playing and dogs barking and everything going wrong with technology really (laughs) do it and it's not going back so let's let's move forward and be happy about that and the fact that we don't have to we don't have to separate those anymore so our online presence should accurately reflect who we are and that's how we're going to bring in the people who authentically connect with us even as clients or customers or whatever, because those are the people we want connected with our business. I I totally agree. And I think that thinking about, I know Shen, you're thinking from lately about how do you, you have your personal brand, you have your business brand. And sometimes I think that, you know, they do cross over. I mean, they have to because you're Shannon. But I think recently you've thought, started thinking a little bit more about, all right, personal Shannon is going to be a brand, and then Diam is going to be a brand instead of Shannon Diam. Diam yeah, Shannon. Exactly right. So this is a very interesting time that we've decided to do this podcast. Um, I know. Isn't yeah. it? <laughs> By design, isn't it, Seth? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. <laughs> Shannon came up with all these good ideas. I just go down the list, and I'm like, oh, that's a good one. We'll use this one today. And all of a sudden, it's like, Wow, this one's actually very poignant. Yes. So Diam, my company, um, for all of you entrepreneurs out there who are stepping through this, just understand I'm Seth and I are going through it right along with you, right? And so right mm-hmm. now, my company, Diam, has brought on a CFO and a COO. And Ooh. we are really, yes, we are really starting to launch forward in initiatives and developing what we want the company to look like moving forward. And it's very exciting. But in doing all of this, I've realized that our target market for what I'm talking about personally versus our target market for what who I need to be talking to professionally through Diam are different. There's also different mm-hmm. reasons behind the videos. For Diam, it is to empower small business owners. It is to give resources. It is to tell them about things they can be doing to get their businesses to run more smoothly through my personal brand, which is where I run all of my speaking engagements, guest writing spots, podcasts, events, that kind of thing. I run that through my personal brand most of the time. And, and mm-hmm. talking to people about empowering their lives through physical, mental, spiritual, intellectual, social, financial, and professional health. There we go. I sometimes forget. There's, there's a lot of those. Yeah. There are, right? And so it, it is talking about how we go about improving our lives and putting ourselves in the best position to be who we want to be and have the things that we want to have through strengthening those. And so they're two totally different things talking to two totally different people. So we are talking about how do we separate that? Because Diam is no longer just me working. We have lots of people on team. It is a company and it is not just me in front of a camera anymore. And so it is important that we separate those and we move forward accordingly. Absolutely. And I think that's also the whole idea of the origin story and and telling a good story is also showing the growth right. of your brand, of your brands, plural, you know, because right. 
you're not always going to have a singular brand. If you do, great, and keep running with it and go for it. But a lot of times, you're more than just yourself, especially if you're an entrepreneur or an intrapreneur. Right. If you're in a company, and you're and a lot of these companies nowadays are saying, hey, be authentic, be out there. I mean, obviously, that, that comes with a risk. Right. So sometimes people are, are a little too authentic. <laughs> we'll leave that alone, but, you know. Yes, for sure. But the idea is, is that if you keep it to one brand, it limits you. And it's, especially if you're, if you're in a company and you're a personal life, like for me, here's, here's the example. It says Shannon has Diam as a brand and she has Shannon as a brand. And they can be very separate things. Right. Whereas I, I'm the opposite a lot of times where it's, you know, there's Goldstein Media and Goldstein Media is me. And I'm Goldstein Media. My brand, I go, everything goes out in Goldstein Media because it's me. Whereas my personal life doesn't come out. I don't have that personal brand of like, hey, this is Seth. I'm an influencer as Seth, per se. Now, what I've found is that because I only have technically one brand, it has trickled into being Seth has his own brand sort of as well. But Seth is also the owner and founder and creative principal creative director. I'm able to use a little bit of a personal brand in my professional brand. And I'm able to spin that out into other projects like Digital Marketing Die, for example, this sure. project. And then I've, I met Shannon and I'm like, there's other projects you know, we're talking about and whatnot. And then there's also something like Marketing Junta, the newsletter that I put out and how that's now a community. And I'm starting to build that out. And that's only because people know Seth as a, a doer, as a mover, as someone who likes to build things online, less so that it's a Goldstein Media project, even though I tag it as a Goldstein Media project. Exactly. Makes sense. Absolutely, it makes sense. Yeah. So that means so I guess I do have two brands, but they're not as defined per se as a Shannon empowerment, personal empowerment, personal branding, personal finance, all those um, buckets you talked about. Sure. I don't have those buckets per se. I just have the Goldstein Media bucket, and then I have an, an ancillary brand that is Seth that works with the Goldstein Media brand, I guess is what I'm saying. Right. And I think, though, it's important to realize that every entity, every company, every entrepreneur, every small business is different. And it's mm-hmm. what works for that company. And it's also us realizing that as entrepreneurs, as a stereotypical entrepreneur, we have a million ideas. So what Oh my God, it never ends. Right, never ends. Right. What is the best way to get those in the hands of the people that need them? The origin story is the pretty much the same between the Shannon brand and the Diane brand. However, mm-hmm. I highlight different things. So if it comes to a point that we have to separate or highlight different aspects of the story to reach the intended target, maybe it's time to start a new brand. Yeah, and spin it out, yeah. But if we're, exactly. we operate um, accordingly under one brand, that's totally fine. That's, I mean, it really does. How is it going to move the intended mission forward? And I find from so many small business owners, we have a million ideas, but typically, typically it comes from one common passionate value that we have inside of us. And my environment, mm-hmm. my, that is what drives me. That's what fuels me. That's what um, I want to bring to people. Well, different people thrive on different things, but 
as long as we're being authentic to yeah. that passion and we can have as many brands as we want, we've just got yeah. to be effective about them. Mm-hmm. And that's why, that's why I struggle with sometimes is the flow of ideas. And I'm like, oh, domain's only eight bucks. <laughs> oh, I already have a big hosting plan. Right. Let me build it out and see if it fail fast. And that's the thing that I do a lot of times that I fail fast yeah. and I say, well, that didn't work. Let's yeah. try something else, you know, and yeah. that, that's great, you know. But let's talk about a brand that is really good for this this time in 2021 that we're in. And that's our sponsor, Breezy Masks. Yes. That, yes. They are different from your regular masks because they won't fog up your glasses. I mean, that's the selling point right there. It's just, yeah. you know, if you wear glasses, you're, you're walk, constantly walking in a fog. And that's not meant, and it's kind of meant to be cute, but kind of also technically what's happening because you can't see what you're, right. you're walking. <laughs> yeah, so the, they, what the, these guys also have is they have a silver nano protection in there, and they're breathable and lightweight, and and best of all, like I said, they're fog free. Yeah. So they're they're so they're also great for sports because they are there's two layers of protection with that silver nano technology, and then they also have a more more I guess robust. I'm not sure if that's the right word. A more robust version is called Exchange, which mm-hmm. is five layers of this technology that keeps you safe from the COVID. Dum dum dum. Right. The other thing I really like about them, honestly, is they're so much cooler than a lot of masks, and mm-hmm. that drives me crazy. I hate. I hate having that heat around my face. So I like that a lot. What's the word? I do like it when I'm outside. Actually, I discovered that. Wearing these masks might continue after COVID in the depth in the depths of winter when I need to cover my face because my nose is about to fall off. <laughs> Perfect. You do that. I literally was going I was literally going sledding with my son. I'm like, he's like, put on a mask. And he's like, why? I'm like, because your nose is gonna fall off. You don't. Like, ah! Oh my god, my nose is gonna fall off. I'm like, not literally. But you know, it'll keep your nose warm. And it actually really worked. That's so weird. even after even post-COVID, I mean, and that's the thing about this, and I hate to be a Debbie Downer here, but there's always going to be something. There's always going to be colds. There's always going to be the flu. Sure. Who knows with COVID if it's if it's a yearly thing and we have to figure that out. I mean, you're going to have masks like they have been in Asia are big, because they had SARS and they had MERS in the, in the Middle right. East. Because of that, they're used to, if they're sick, they put on a mask. Sure. When they go out, when they go out, I mean, I, I feel like that's not going to be right away for us. But I feel like that's going to be something that you know you're going to want a, a nice mask to put on, so that you know you can be styling and still be protected, especially right around now. <laughs> I so. agree. I feel like that's just one more thing that's changed. That's probably not going to fully go back. Exactly. So if you're interested, check them out. Go over. There's a link in the show notes, but I will tell it to you now that you will promptly forget. It's s o c l dot b z slash how clever masks slash <laughs> masks it'll take you over to the, the site and we want to thank breezy masks for their support of our wackadoo show <laughs> um, yeah so seth let's let's talk about marketing junto what you've got to put together what is that yeah. we understand it. the mar- marketing junto the the origin story of this is that i was writing a i think it was a semi it was a a monthly newsletter through Goldstein Media. It was just the top links and, and little synopses of what I thought of each link out to my clients and, and a newsletter to people in general, a news oh. list. And so that eventually turned into insights on tech because I was like, I want to talk about tech. And then that kind of fizzled. Once again, fails fast. 
Sure. Then I was like, all right, well, instead of marketing, let's see, because this is more marketing stuff I want to talk about. It's more what I know about. I'm a techie, but I don't know tech. Like, there's people like Tom Merritt over at Daily Tech News Show that knows and eats and breathes tech. I know more marketing and digital marketing. So I, I did that for a while. And then I realized, wait, I'm on Substack, nothing against them, Substack.com. Right. And the great, great newsletter service, and you can monetize it and whatnot. But I realized that it's because it's a closed platform, I'm not going to be able to build out upon this and make it into something more if I want to. So me being the go-getter that I am, I mean, you call myself a go-getter or one of the impulsive person that I am, I decided to spend three hours one night and build out a WordPress website with functionality that has a forum in there, has a little social media aspect to it, and build that all out and still keep the newsletter running, which, which has been interesting to make it all work together. And hence came marketing Junto. And, and there's a little tie-in with, with the word Junto. The most famous Junto was put together by Ben Franklin in the late 1700s in Philadelphia. So I'm based just outside of Philadelphia. So it was kind of a nice little callback to the city of brotherly love and sisterly, what is it? Brotherly love and sisterly <laughs> appreciation now, or I don't know. They, they, made, they, made, they, they made it more inclusive. Oh, gotcha. But the, the, the tagline is like through the roof. Like it's big. <laughs> but anyway, that's what that is. And my, it's, that's actually my, one of my recommendations is please go check it out. If you're interested in it, and I, there's a limited amount of free spots, because I, I do plan on charging for the for it. It's, it's going to be a low year, yearly fee to join. I think it's going to start off at $49.99 and go up to $99.99 eventually for the year. Sure. Right, right now, if you use founder, all lowercase, MJ in capitals, so founder, MJ in capitals, all one word, and use that as your discount code, you can get in there for free and hang out. I love it. I said I'm super excited to check it out. Oh, it's gonna be fun. And you know, Shannon, you have some great books. You're like our, you're like our librarian. <laughs> what, what, what are the two books that you have for us today? Okay, first let me point out that I very rarely actually read. It's all Audible, baby. All well, that's, reading, that's reading. It's comprehending. It is. It is. Yeah. I drive so much, and so they're perfect. But mm -hmm. um, so talking about this personal branding, it's very important to start with why. And I love Simon Sinek mm -hmm. um, as he explains this. And if you are looking to brand yourself and how to go about that and how to sell that and the, how to put it out there, start with why. Both of these books, let me point out, are oldies but goodies. And I do a lot of that simply because, yeah, there's new cutting edge stuff out there, but we're hearing about that a lot. Don't forget stuff that's been out there. Just because it hasn't been mm -hmm. this year doesn't mean it doesn't have a treasure trove of gold for us to, mm -hmm. to glean. The other one, and I don't even know if this one is in print anymore. It was written. I found it. Perfect. Okay. It was written, I think, in the 2000s is when it was written. But Business Brilliant by Lewis Schiff. Honestly, this is one of the best business books that I have read. It's, it's pretty um, basic. It doesn't dive super deep into anything in particular, but it is it is a treasure trove for small business owners and entrepreneurs to give a, a pretty good outline of business and how it needs to run and function appropriately and that kind of thing. And so we can get the brand down completely. We can sell it correctly, but if we don't have the business structure and, and mm -hmm. knowledge in place, it's not going to do us a whole lot of good. So check that one out too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this has been fun, Shannon. This has been a lot of fun. It always is. 
So, yeah, so, you know, you know, it's been great. You know, we had a great time with everyone today. And we want to, I'm, I'm actually looking at the show notes here. I'm realizing, wait, things still say 2020 in there. And that's not a good thing. Bye-bye <laughs> 2020. Get out of here. I mean, even, even though 2021 has been a little nutty coming in the door. but It really has. Absolutely. It has. But, you know, we want to, you, know, you want to thank, you know, Breezy Masks, you know, for keeping us covered during the craziness of 2020. And. Still 2021, right? And they are by far the most comfortable masks I know Shen's ever worn. I've worn, and they're just fantastic. And to check out the link in the show notes, pick those up. We also want to thank Alex Homan for the the tiny MBA. He was the advertising at the beginning of the show. Great guy, you know, good friend of mine. Runs Indie Hall, which is a great online community. Community. Speaking of how we are talking about communities now, right? And and that's actually a, a success story of how. He pivoted from an in-person co-working space to a online Discord community. Nice. And and now they're planning on going back once the vaccine, but they're going to keep the online community going because there's people from all over the country in there now. And actually, we have a guy, Bruno. Hi, Bruno, who is from France, the, <laughs> the middle of France. He joined Indie Hall, so it's always fine. We got a Francophile in there. That's awesome. Also, we want to thank you. Know, this season is being brought to us by Cast as they are hosting our podcast. So visit them. There's links in the show note, and they really help us out and with lots of great pointers on how to fix things and whatnot. Because you know, I'm a digital marketer. I'm not a audio engineer. So, <laughs> so anyhow, so please review us on a, on, a, on a directory of your choice. We're on Podchaser. We're on iTunes. We're all over the place. So if you can find us. Please review us. We appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, guys, we would really appreciate that. Trust me when I say Seth goes through a lot of work to edit out all of my, right? Uh, <laughs> actually, you, you, that, was the first, that was the first one this episode. <laughs> I Good job, Shannon. it. <laughs> Yay. Anyhow. Well, we want to hear about how much you love Shannon's right. <laughs> my, you know. Um, you can email us at hello at digitalmarketingdive.com. We also do have a Discord server. It's kind of quiet lately because no one's really discovered it, but the link's in the show notes. Join us over on Discord and chat in semi-real time. I'm always in there, so you can feel free to chat with me. And we will see you guys on the flip side. Perfect. Thanks, Seth. Bye. Bye. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.